1: It's 9.30 in 716. We make our living as a tourist city and we're promoting our water. The
2: spotlight shines on the Niagara Falls Water Board, again. But this time, they asked for the spotlight and are showing off steps taken to ensure changes are being noted.
3: We have to put the serious protocols in place to ensure that an incident... Like last year's uh, discharge does not occur again.
1: In spite of the really, really uh, hot weather that we've had uh, this summer, we haven't had the uh, episodes with where there are these releases of really terrible smells from the wastewater plant, which was happening really the last uh, two previous uh, seasons.
2: I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. It was a year ago when that ugly picture of a dark black blob in the lower Niagara River went viral and put an unwanted spotlight on the Niagara Falls water board and the wastewater treatment facility. A wastewater discharge from storm overflows led to the incident, and tourists, the nation, of course the media, and the DEC all taking note. Now the water board is saying, look over here. We've taken some significant steps.
3: Good morning and welcome to everybody that's here uh, from the Niagara Falls Water Board, and thank you for being here. Dan
2: O'Callaghan opened a session at the Water Board Monday to, to show off the changes.
3: That has occurred since the unfortunate dark water WBEN's
2: Matt Moran that was that there as significant changes were detailed.
3: It's interesting that almost a year later, uh, we're not talking to the national press. We're talking to the local press.
2: Nick Forrester is a Water Board member.
3: We're talking to the local press and the media simply because of the improvements that have been made here uh, at the Niagara Falls Water Board uh, over the past 12 months. And um, I think one that that the residents um, see and notice the difference. Um, Our elected officials um, know that and see the changes. And quite frankly, folks, one of the things that you may not be aware of or you may be aware of, and some of you, I see Al Waters here, has been a reporter for a long period of time, that there was an, well, not too long, uh, Al, but (laughs) but the odor that uh, used to, uh, fill up the uh, this part of the city uh, is no longer in exist- existence as, as, as you can uh, well smell with your own proboscis that it's not there uh, as it once was so uh, ever since july 29th and frankly even before it uh, the water board has been working diligently to improve the facilities uh, and the current administration inherited in order to make our our operation more efficient uh, and effective as possible. Uh, as you can imagine, with a aging infrastructure comes many issues and problems, and that's one of the things that that we have uh, faced here in the city of Niagara Falls with an infrastructure that's been running running 24 hours a day, seven days a week since the 1970s. Um, and obviously, we understand technology, and we're going to have some uh, some some real good folks, both from the executive director's standpoint. Uh, John Goddard's uh, a local, um, Dr. John Goddard's a local engineer, and he's going to talk about some of these some of these issues uh, just in a short time. You know, we're working obviously uh, very closely on the consent order uh, on, with the uh, DEC. And uh, we're getting aligned to, uh, on how to best utilize our current wastewater treatment facility uh, while identifying potential future investment needs and improvements. Um, the other part of, of this not only tour, but uh, press release is gonna talk about um, some of the investment that not only that Governor Cuomo has, has understood to be uh, at issue, uh, but also Um, Here at the Water Board, we're we're looking at investing anywhere, probably between uh, 22 and 42 million dollars over the next 12 to 24 months on on various improvements, uh, both on the inside of the plant and uh, and on on some of our uh, outfall things. Um, We have to put the serious protocols in place to ensure that an incident like last year's uh,
1: discharge does not occur again. Probably the thing that's most notable to people in Niagara Falls isn't something they've seen, but something they've smelled or haven't smelled.
2: Mayor Paul Deister realizes the city and the overall image of Niagara Falls took a serious hit last year. He's confident the changes that have and are continuing to take place are making a big difference.
1: In spite of the really, really hot weather that we've had this summer, We haven't had the uh, episodes where there are these releases of really terrible smells from the wastewater plant, which was happening really the last uh, two previous uh, seasons. Uh, I think that's a result of the fact that they've done some work on Basin 5 and uh, have been able to uh, improve their processing of waste at the plant in a way that I know the the surrounding neighbors uh, appreciate. I mean, it's it's not a rose garden; it's a wastewater treatment plant. Uh, but uh, you know, it's still the case that you know there are important differences in the you know the way that it presents to the community, and it, they've clearly made a major improvement
0: there. When the incident happened, uh, it got national uh, recognition. It was it was all over uh, the national news, and and it, it of course it it didn't put a good. Uh, you know, spotlight on Niagara Falls and Niagara Falls, and especially during the middle of of tourism season. You know, um, in the middle of the summer. Uh, you know, what what kind of impact did you think that that made for Niagara Falls, and how are is are they recovering from that?
1: Well, first of all, the the incident that occurred was uh, you know a, a kind of a one of a kind incident, and they put a, a protocol in place to prevent that from ever happening again. and I think whatever the future uh, is for that plant, whether they modernize the plant or whether it ends up eventually getting replaced uh, with a higher technology, more modern uh, plant, that's the last blackwater incident that we're going to see. However, the fact that it occurred was indicative of the fact that you've got a a very old plant here that needs a lot of uh, investment. and If there's a silver lining in what happened last year, uh, it's that uh, when something goes wrong and impacts the environment here at Niagara Falls, people not just across the state or across the country, but people across the world care about that. I was uh, on social media watching photographs that had been taken from uh, uh, tourism uh, helicopter company that operates in the area there of the made of the Miss Boat Ramp uh, being uh, distributed around the world in in multiple languages. It took about five minutes, you know, for this thing to uh, go ballistic, uh, you know, in Asia, China, uh, you know, uh, India, and so on. And it shows that people love Niagara Falls. They care about Niagara Falls, and I think it means that as the water board moves to try to get funding uh... to replace or to dramatically uh... renovate the wastewater treatment plant they're going to get a lot of support from various quarters and maybe even support from places that uh... uh they don't anticipate
0: something else I, I learned was you know that of course there's you know the changes with the actual machinery that you know, like you said it could go to a modern uh... or even be replaced at some point but the people the personnel uh... that is that is changing there and uh... Uh, the the people that have taken over, and I know that they they have a you know a, a new chief operator at the treatment plant, and some they brought in consultants as well to help them. You know.
1: Yeah, I think they've done a, a variety of things. So one example of that would be the hydrant replacement program. Uh, the uh, uh, chairman of the board, uh, Dan O'Callahan, uh, was concerned that they were paying an awful lot of money for hydrant replacement, but not getting a lot of hydrants replaced. So he asked one of the consultant firms that was working for them to do a comparative study of municipalities within our region to see how many people they had working at what cost for how many hours in order to replace how many hydrants. And, you know, what he found out was that we were had more people working and we were paying more money but getting less hydrants replaced than some surrounding municipalities. So they, they revamped that program and uh, now – uh, they're getting, uh, hydrants replaced at the fastest rate that I've seen the whole time that I've been mayor, and I've been mayor now for 11, uh, years. And, uh, so, you know, we're, it's now easier to, to just, uh, you know, count the few remaining, uh, uh, hydrants that are not working. The, the list that I think that over 160, if I recall, uh, inoperable fire hydrants have been back, uh, put back in service. That's pretty, uh, remarkable and i think again that wasn't any uh, technological change or whatever it's just taking the human resources that they had there uh, and uh, use, utilizing them in a more effective uh,
0: effective uh, scientific way uh, if you will yeah they they've talked about how they they changed procedures they've you know increased communication and you know do you think this these are these it's it's good changes of course but it's it's almost like this was a little bit of a wake up call if if you know if i am being correct
1: yeah, I think it was. I mean, I got along well with the previous management out at the, uh, the uh, wastewater plant and the water plant, and at the water board. Uh, but I think that uh, you know they'd only been uh, around for six months when the new management of the board had to face this crisis. And so you can't blame it entirely, you know, on them. They they were in the process of fixing things that might have avoided it altogether if it you know had uh, not happened. Uh, you know, during their first year uh, on watch uh but i think that in some ways maybe it, it it's almost helpful right that you have this crisis relatively early on and then that gives you the leverage that you need in order to make some significant changes to make the operation run more smoothly in the in the long term uh, they've made some tremendous progress out there i'm sure if you talk to the folks from the dec they'll tell you there's still a lot of work to be done obviously uh but i think that you know the the first uh, year after The Blackwater incident is encouraging, that some some major improvements have been made, and I think the foundation has been laid uh, for uh, what are going to be some uh, very, very major capital investments and some dramatic uh, changes uh, in the capabilities, especially of the wastewater treatment plant over the course of the next five to ten years.
0: What kind of impact do you think this is making on, on residents? Other than you said, I know you mentioned the smell, uh, but just overall, they they handle a lot of water. They're a twenty four seven plant, and it, there's a lot of water around the area. So, uh, you know, what kind of impact do you think that that means for them, that for the residents of, of Niagara Falls, that they have, you know, there's there's that this is heading in the right direction.
1: Well, I think one of the things that residents would notice, like a lot of northeastern municipalities, because we have an old distribution system, there are a lot of water main breaks. And then, you know, these are going to happen, but then the question is how rapidly do they get repaired? Well, uh the the average sort of uh, you know run of the mill neighborhood water main break they're getting those things repaired uh so quickly in many cases people don't even realize that a break occurred and uh, when they did have a really really major break out on 47th Street one of the largest water mains in the whole city one that required custom replacement parts uh very very long hours of work by their people but then also by a contractor right in the dead of uh, winter you know they i think they were able to get that uh, repaired in a reasonable amount of time got water pressure back up for our downtown hotels for Niagara Falls Memorial Medical uh, Center and i think also put in place now some procedures uh, for emergency uh, repairs that are going to make it even uh, e- easier to fix something like that the next time around so i think it's again the older issue aside uh the average person in Niagara Falls probably does notice that the, you know the communication between the Water Board and the citizens is better than it's been in a long time.
0: They're talking about it, they, they're looking to get funding. Do you, where do you see the future of this, of this going? You know, I know you kind of touched a little bit, and you know, what do you think is important for, you know, this plant, and it's what it means to Niagara Falls, and and do you think that it it, it has a place in the Niagara Falls for, you know, the the long distance?
1: I think it's important for the City of Niagara Falls To be above average when it comes to combined sewer overflows, you know, no municipality is ever going to be perfect. If it rains long enough, hard enough, almost any system can be overwhelmed, and you might have then some discharge of sewage into, you know, your local uh, water system. But you know, we should be towards the top of the list in terms of dealing with that issue because people expect that. We make our living as a tourist city, and we're promoting our water resource. So I think. The Niagara Falls Water Board is an important partner uh, as we move forward. Their success, I think, is going to be reflected in the success of our tourism industry. And for that reason, I think you know we as a community uh, need to recognize we're going to have to step up to the plate and be advocates for the type of investments that are going to be required in order to bring this wastewater treatment plant into the 21st century.
2: Mayor Deister, and here's to clean water over the falls in 2018 and beyond. Back tomorrow. That's nine thirty in seven one six. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of W B E N Buffalo. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today.